Hello, listeners of the Artversations podcast. Well, hello, happy Monday, or whatever day of the week it might be for you. This is Artversations, a meditative conversation about the artistic process. I will be your hostess with the most tests, Brie, like the cheese. And just like when a full wheel of Gouda shows up to the party, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe or follow on your preferred platform so you are updated on new episodes and the intriguing artists that are featured. And I can't wait any longer, so let's just dive into this week's episode. I caught this dancer, choreographer, and teacher while he was visiting Toronto in the midst of his travels. He's currently based in London and has some very massive projects on the way, as you'll see very soon. He shared some juicy behind-the-scenes stories from set. And please stick around till the end for a special conversation about being on the short-lived Canadian version of So You Can Dance. Remember that bad boy? Settle in and make sure to grab some tea and crumpets. Here is the hilarious and forever genuine Kevin Howe. That's just the nature of online class. It's like a screen that I'm supposed to look at, right? (laughs) It's like a really fun movie. It's so (laughs) not fun at all. (laughs) I paid so much money for this movie and I'm not getting anything from it. (laughs) Literally. 100%. Hi, how are you? I'm so good. How are you? I'm really excited. Yay! I am too. really, really excited to chat. Thank you for making the time to of come and see Of course. And like in your travels, I really feel lucky to catch you. I feel like I. this is what I need to be doing is making time to do things like this because this like truly excites me. And when you reached out, I was like, yes, 100%. This is something I want to do. So like Yay. I didn't have... Like, I didn't even give myself the choice. I was like, I'm making time to do this. So Mm -hmm. I'm really excited. I really appreciate that. It's, like, not only, like, a really nice full circle moment to, like, speak to you being your student for so long and also your friend, but, like, just to, like, catch you in person, like, in the midst of things. Like, I think that's a really... It's been a busy time for you with all the jobs that you've had. So it's it's really nice to, to have you... To have you in this moment and, and hear about your process. I appreciate that so much, honestly. I need to do more of this. So <laughs> I, I am so happy you opened the door and welcomed me in. Yeah. Yeah. This is yeah, this is the podcast for you to speak. Yes, I love it. <laughs> um and class last night was really, really, really great. Thank you for so much for coming. It's been a minute since I've taught in Toronto and there's mm. always that like anxiety and I had that when I left the city of like will I be able to come back here and feel at home and that was just the best reminder and like seeing your face there and like so many other people who used to take my class when I was teaching regularly in Toronto Mm. I was like oh this is exactly what I needed and this doing this with you and that class last night are the things I'm leaving Toronto on so that is a really like positive thing that's exactly how I needed to finish my time in Toronto that's so interesting yeah it was such a nice like reminder of of like what we used to have yes like when you were when you used to have like a regular drop-in class yes um and of course it's at this new studio too this beautiful space at the studio north it's like it's so wonderful to have that much space in the studio it's unheard of right like it's actually unheard of and that wasn't even the biggest studio no way like, oh my gosh there's a studio twice the size <laughs> yeah i like i peeked in. in quickly but yeah yeah there was a class going on but i just like peeked in it's i walked huge. in and i was like like i'm so used to like my bedroom yes. class, or like in this <laughs> space right here that's the other thing the bar is set <laughs> At a weird place. So weird. And like, <laughs> I haven't stretched my arms like fully in a while. <laughs> You're not kicking a lamp or an animal or a family member or a roommate. And it's a really nice feeling it's to really have nice. space. I actually can point my yes. and stretch my legs. This is good. Um, yeah, no. And, and like, I haven't taken like an in-person class in maybe six months. I was like, just going to ask. It was like one of my first to come back to. It, everything's been so closed, I know, here in Toronto when I was yeah. talking to Roy about it, and he said, no, classes 
in-person classes have not been a thing. Like, they just haven't been a thing. And I definitely have taken for granted being in London where things are a little wild. And I'm sure we'll talk about that. (laughs) But, like, their classes, they've found a way to keep classes going. So it's been a bit touch and go, but I've been able to stay in class and, Mm -hmm. and be taking class. So I didn't realize last night and seeing all those faces and people just like getting familiar with, with being in a room with other dancers exactly is, yep. is an experience. Yeah. Like getting reacquainted with that is an experience in itself. Oh which, yeah, for sure. My, my anxiety was way up in the best way. It was like, oh, this is what I used to love and yeah. this is what I remember. It was just, but, but still having that like readjustment period. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've forgotten <laughs> so many basic skills, like time management's a big oh. one for me. My social skills, obviously, like, I constantly feel like I don't know what to do with myself. Mm-hmm. I constantly don't know how to manage my time. And yeah. like, these are all things I forgot when I just had nothing to do but drink rosé on my balcony. Totally, for, like, yeah. How many months? I know, right? Yeah. Just constantly on vacation yeah. during the pandemic. <laughs> And, and like getting back into work mode and like you know but without like over scheduling yourself like yes. I wonder I feel like I've been kind of so excited that things are happening again that I like take on too much almost yep which is a totally of you know what I used to do <laughs> like pre-pandemic and, and we had like I mean I had all these moments where it's the same thing I was like this is just I need to find this balance again mm-hmm. where I am able to say no and instead of you know, there's 24 hours in a day, but I don't need to use 14 of them to be working. Right. Like, I, there's never been a time, and I think I said this to you last night, and I was talking to my friend Danny the other night, but there's never been a time when I was, like, out doing something that I was like, I wish I had fit in another four hours of teaching. I wish I had that money. I wish I... I I'm too busy enjoying life, yeah. and, and I just need to realize that, and this trip home has been that. Like, I've had this wonderful balance of teaching and I've gotten to teach some really wonderful studios and some really wonderful people but then I had my own time and I get to do things like this Mm. and I get to go out for dinner with friends and reconnect in this like incredible city that I've missed so much Mm. and I'm I'm leaving not feeling like drained and like burnt out I'm like excited and energized and happy and I love it so much like who knew you could be happy doing what you love even talking to my boyfriend last night he's like you sound so happy right now. And I'm like, oh, I love that. I love when people can, like, tell you're just in a, a good headspace. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that energy is, like, vibing. It's like we should feel that way all the time or as much as we can, yeah. even though we're hustling and trying to, like, make ends meet, especially with, like, so many jobs being diminished over the course of these last 18 months or whatever. But I feel like, you know being a human is like number one for me right now it's like the connections that I can make with people like this going to bars going to restaurants like seeing a movie like that informs my practice and I think sometimes I'm just like oh I don't need to do any of those regular human you know genuine activities I just need to be in class I just need to be like researching all the time and then I, like, don't have the emotional capacity to, like, yes. dance or act or anything. Exactly. <laughs> it's it's so just overrun. And I, yeah. I think that is something that all, in all arts, definitely, but it, it obviously my experiences with dancers, that everyone does. And I think because we obviously didn't get into this line of work for the money. Nope. <laughs> so, like... Hell no. <laughs> hell no. Like, it's all passion. And yeah. when, some, when you're that passion, it, like bleeds into your life there's no separation between your life and Mm. and work and a lot of the social aspect of it is taking class and seeing people but you forget that that can't be the only socializing you do that can't be the only human interactions you have i've definitely in like now that i turned 30 and i'm in my early 30s and i've really prioritized like i have my dance friends and i absolutely love them Mm -hmm. but i actually like love what I would call like my normal friends, mm. <laughs> like my friends who work to nine nine to five, like my yeah. Rachel Cogans, ah, you know, like yeah. <laughs> you know Rachel. Obviously, that's why I dropped that name. But seeing those people and getting yeah. that side of life and being like, oh, like we we do live it a bit in a bubble, dancers. Like it's Very so strange it. what we do, and like I said, everything's kind of bled together, and our community is just like that. 
So I do need to find those boundaries, and I think I'm getting better at it finally in my early 30s. Wow, eh? Yeah. It takes time. <laughs> Just now. Yeah. Just now. Oh, well, I mean, yeah. yeah. I'm that sure it happens happen. earlier for other people, but... <laughs> but yeah, it's true. Like, you have to, like, stay within the community of the people that you work with. Like, yeah. they're not just your colleagues, but they have to be your friends yeah. because, you know, it's the... It's the nature of like, oh, I saw you in class then, or, yeah. you know, let's go for drinks after rehearsal or something like that. Like, that is like the driving force of how we collaborate, I mm-hmm. feel like. But then, yeah, like, oh, that makes me so happy to, to hear that you still are close with Rachel. Oh, I was with her last night before class. Get <laughs> yeah, out. I was like, I'm going to go downtown early. And oh. she was having a birthday party for her boyfriend's dog. Oh, my god. <laughs> so, like, setting up decorations <laughs> and... You know, just have a drink on the balcony and like, it's so nice. Yeah. And then I get to do that and, you know, there's a moment where you're like, oh, I almost wish I didn't have to teach, but then you go to the studio and like, mm-hmm. oh, this is exactly what I needed. But again, it is so nice. I go be a normal person mm-hmm. and chat with people who like have, like, I mean, obviously Rachel has a relationship with dance. That's how we met. That's why we've yes. been friends for as long as we have been. Mm-hmm. But she has so many other things going on that we, we can keep talk about and catch up on that mm. aren't related to dance and what I do on a daily basis which is, is so nice yeah 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 Rachel used to dance at Leeming where you used to dance as well and yeah. where I used to dance yeah. as well <laughs> for listeners who don't know and and um and yeah so you're originally from Ottawa and then you moved to Toronto after high school yeah and then you moved to London recently I did <laughs> What a shift. <laughs> what a shift is right. What a transition. <laughs> yeah, I was in Toronto for like, it must have been 12 years. Okay, yeah, yeah. I was going to say. So a long over, time. Yeah, over a decade, which was amazing. Well, and that's why I was like, oh, wow, he's moving? Like, I, <laughs> I, thought, I thought maybe you would put your roots down in Toronto, you know? Like, it was so long. And I, I think that I had. Mm-hmm. And I think for a long time I was like, I was dancing a lot in my early 20s. I was doing a lot of like film and TV work, which was really great. And then I got injured. So I was like, and I was always teaching a lot too. There was always a lot of both. Um, but then after I got injured, it was just like, I just transi- transitioned into doing the teaching and choreograph choreographing so so much Mm. um and then it just becomes comfortable and I think that I had it in my head I was like I want to start dancing again I want to do these things but I felt like there was a bit of a reputation like for myself like I had this idea that people were looking at me in class and being like oh he's already having established a career why does he look like this dancing Mm. like I didn't feel comfortable being in class and Toronto's just a, a tight knit community, yeah. and I wasn't making the time to do it. I took a couple classes, mm-hmm. and the natural progression for everyone in Canada seems to be New York or LA. Mm-hmm. That is where every like yeah. when you talk to especially young dancers, like I want to be in LA, I want to be doing this, and I felt that way as well. Like I was like I want to be in LA or New York. I love New York, and then I was like, eventually realized after I started doing my visa, I was like. I don't have any desire to live in the States. Isn't that funny? Like, I just... Like, you were just doing it because you thought yeah. you had to? Yeah, I was like, oh, there's great work there. I can do more yeah. of the stuff I've already done on a bigger scale. How amazing would that be? Yeah, yeah. But it was... It's just a, a fun place to visit, but I couldn't ever imagine, like, living there. Wow. And then... I just knew, though, if I didn't make a change from mm-hmm. what was happening in Toronto, that I'd regret it. Like, I just wanted to live somewhere else and try it. My family's from England. So, oh, like, yeah, okay. I'm so first generation Canadian. Oh. Both my parents were born in Europe. Okay. So, so you knew some people or you had some connections. Yeah, some family okay. up north in Liverpool. Fantastic. Yeah. And then I was like, I just, I've been there a couple times. Yeah. I like it. I know they have their own industry going on. Yes, yeah. So, I just... And you're in, like, London, London. I am. Like, in the city. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. my rent says. <laughs> <laughs> is, yeah, I'm wondering if it's, like, as, as expensive as Toronto or L.A. More. It's more. More expensive than Toronto. In my head, I'm like, well, what Toronto's expensive, too. Like, it's wildly Fantastic. expensive. Yeah, it absolutely but is. Then I, like, do the conversion of what I'm paying, and I'm like, oh, I'd be living in a real, real nice condo in Toronto for this amount. Really? Like, it I is. I think that was true. It is wild, hmm. and just the cost of everything, except yeah. for groceries. Oh. Groceries seem to be <laughs> well-priced. That's very yeah. helpful. <laughs> cheap bananas. Get some avocados, yeah. why don't you? Avocados, wildly cheap compared to here. <laughs> yeah. So that is a positive, okay, but okay. the rent, the cost of living is wild. <laughs> 
is the is the are the opportunities more scarce or are more you know abundant? I would say more abundant. Okay, good. Good. Like it's actually wild how much they do there with like award shows, the mm. amount of filming that goes on there. Mm. Um, I will say like there's just so many more people. Yeah. And, like I remember moving to Toronto from Ottawa, and obviously I'm sure you experienced this too. And like you moved to go to Ryerson, mm-hmm. so you were living downtown. Oh yeah, and like that I remember getting here and just being like, this city is so vast. There's, There's so, so many, many bodies. Personalities. There's, yes. Yeah, lifetimes. Yes. To, like, memorize it, and, like, yeah. And, and it's that. And then I did it all over again with London because London's about 10 million people. Jeez. So it's like, there's even more people. <laughs> oh my and there's more dancers fighting for these jobs. Uh, so that, that fight is real. Mm-hmm. Like, there's definitely a lot of competition. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's also the cultural difference. Yes. Like, yeah, I thought in moving to an English-speaking country that it would be, a, like, definitely smoother transition mm-hmm. than it probably was. Right, um, yeah. Just different sense of humor, different, mm-hmm. like, outlooks on life, completely different upbringings, mm-hmm. like, through the school system. So it's just finding your place in all of that mm. and then trying to get the work. Yeah, like, as an immigrant or yeah. someone from away. Yeah, 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 100%. That's interesting. I feel like, too, like when you spoke about, you know, wanting to still be a performer as well as a teacher and choreographer, like still making time to, you know, branch out to other people's communities, like especially like when you're moving there and you don't know like very many people, like having to almost like reprove yourself or like did you make any discoveries early on about like how your dancing has changed just as a dancer? Well, I'm a lot less mobile than I used to be. <laughs> just like when you're not putting your body through those motions, like it takes right, time. Right. I feel way better now than I did when I first started Fantastic. taking class. Yeah. But it's definitely a lot of that. Mm-hmm. But then on the other side, I felt like there was no expectation. Cause like earlier, I remember me saying like getting back into class I feel like I knew so many people in Toronto already. So when you go, you're seeing faces and people are already taken back. They're like, Kevin's taking class? Like, because I hadn't taken class. I wasn't a face that you'd see in class. (laughs) Where then going to London, there was no expectation. Nobody knew who I was. I moved there. A few weeks later, I was just like, oh, I follow this person on Instagram. I'm going to go take class. Mm. And you're just one face in a sea of you know, 80 to 90 people in in a class out there Mm because classes can get quite big. And there's no expectation, which is really freeing and nice just to feel comfortable going. I can go to class by myself. I was going to class by myself. I Mm. didn't feel this attachment to, whereas here I would always make Jordan come with me because she would take class and be like, Jordan, if I'm going to take class, you have to be there. And I make this big deal. Like I needed a babysitter or an escort to come with me because like, I didn't feel comfortable. But I was like, no one knows who I am. I feel like cloak and visibility. Like yeah. fly under the radar completely. Having someone else to kind of like be a collaborative partner. Yeah. But even though you're there for your own training. Yes. Yeah, interesting. Yes. Jordan Boyle, also a babysitter. <laughs> yes, <laughs> as well as exactly. <laughs> I need a push from her sometimes. Oh my god, same here. Yeah. Well, now she's moving to London as she well. She literally moved. That's so crazy. She arrived yesterday morning. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm a little bit crazy. sad I can't be there to like greet her <laughs> and give her like the big tour of the city, yeah. but she's been there before. She'll figure it out. Absolutely. Hopefully she'll be a little more settled by the time I get there and mm-hmm. we'll just jump right back into it. I'm sure She's you will. so nice. Yeah, that's going to be great to have her there. Um, yeah, I feel like there's there's something kind of nice about not knowing anyone because then you kind of like start from zero like I feel like when I take class in like a whole uh, new space like I was recently in North Carolina before the pandemic and I was just taking classes with actors and singers and like non-dancers like movers but non non like competitive yeah. dancers and for me it was a it was a moment of just like okay clean slate I'm mm-hmm. gonna just start this class like not even taking anything that I've previously known. I'm just going to listen to the teacher and start there. Yes. And by the end of the class, like like you say, that liberation kind of happens where there's no prior expectation yeah. or like previous goal that I need to like then meet again in this new class, yeah. you know? And uh, it, it helps me to 
you know, get over any like trauma that I felt in my body or like any nerves around, you know, oh, that person, uh, they've seen me do something bad or like, yes, that feeling or something. Oh no, they're going to like judge me for it. Like, yeah, there's something really, really nice about being in a new space with new people. Yeah. Because it's just like new personalities, especially when it's not just dancers, Mm. because I mean, dancers, whether you're a commercial dancer or concert dancer, like contemporary or ballet, whatever it is, I think there is like an, we all kind of go into those, these situations the same way. The, the pressure we put on ourselves in, in the classroom yeah. is similar no matter what style you're doing. But it's really nice to be in a space with just other creatives. Yeah. You know, if they're, like whatever their medium is, like if they're singers, if they're actors. Yeah. And you don't put this pressure. It's not about getting your leg up here. And like you mm-hmm. said, just listen to the teacher and experience something new. Cause I know, especially me as a dancer, I'm very stubborn mm-hmm. and I just like feel this need to always be the best. It's yeah. just that competitiveness in me. Right. And I Same. think, yeah. And, and that's why I can't take yoga. Like, <laughs> I'm constantly trying to go too deep in my lunge. And I'm like, this is not what this is meant for. Like take a step back. But it's nice to be in that room and, and kind of yeah. feed off, the way other people are taking class. Absolutely. Yeah, because there's different ways of doing it, right? Like, it's not just about, like, getting the combo and then being in the select group at the end. I really liked, too, what you said last night in class about um, about not finding confidence from the teacher telling you that you did well, but finding the confidence within yourself. Yeah. That was, like, a big moment of, like, oh, yeah. Like, I have been kind of watching dan- watching teachers on Zoom, kind of like they're just demonstrating the moves and then I try to copy or imitate mm-hmm. because that's just the nature of online class. Yeah. It's like a screen that I'm supposed to look at, right? <laughs> yes. It's the worst. Like a really fun move. It's so... <laughs> but not fun at all. <laughs> I paid so much money for this movie and I'm not yes. getting anything from it. Yes. <laughs> Literally. 100%. <laughs> and it's like really nice to know that like I have to... I have to find that confidence within myself again. Like it's it know? is crazy. Like I mean, last night was nice because it it was like professionals, mm-hmm. but like the past week that I've been in Toronto and the few days prior to that that I was in Ottawa teaching at like summer intensives, like competitive dance intensives. Yeah, it's hard because this time last year things had opened up again and I was doing intensives, and no one had been in the studio for three months and everyone was so hungry and so excited. Yeah. Everyone was willing to do anything. And they, you could see the sparkle. You could see the hunger. Yeah. Now we've been dragged through the mud. The carpet's been pulled out from underneath us multiple times. Multiple. So being back in the studio, especially with young people, I did feel like that shine was like a little dimmer. Mm. And it made me sad because like yeah. these kids, like I, as an adult, I have developed coping mechanisms and some healthier than others. Like to get through experiences and traumas like this. Yeah. But at that age, you're still trying to figure it out. You mm-hmm. don't have those coping mechanisms. And to be in a studio with the same kids a year later where they just don't seem the same. Yeah. And I'm like, I want to inspire them, but I, they also need to discover those coping mechanisms and push themselves to mm-hmm. find confidence and, and remember why they're in the studio, why they've been on Zoom taking these classes so that when they come back to the studio, they don't feel completely crazy, yes. like out of sorts with their bodies. Yes. And yeah. it's definitely just people are lacking the confidence right now, and I understand it. Yeah. But I think we just need to. It's once we push past past it, it'll be okay. That's so true. Yeah, I feel like I've been marking for like right? twenty months, just <laughs> constantly <laughs> marking. Because again, there's the fear of kicking a couch, <laughs> or an animal, or a flatmate, or like, whatever it is. Like, like it's <laughs> not good. You don't. No, no matter how much space you create in yeah. your home. It's, it, there's nothing that replicates a studio. No, not at yeah. all. That's so interesting. Yeah, it's like being able to remind myself again about what I need for class and also like what class can give me mm-hmm. outside of being perfect yeah. or being um, successful in a traditional way or something like that. Like it, I feel like it's, it's a little bit, again, of that like reset or that relearning mm-hmm. of like, okay, we stopped for a little bit. I need to continue to train online, but like now that I'm back in person, like I don't have to be the same dancer that I was pre. 100%. Yeah. 100%. I think that we all put those expectations on ourselves. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like most of the people I've surrounded myself with have luckily come out of the pandemic with like, well, not come out of, but <laughs> it 
I'm so, seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. So we're going to say <laughs> coming out so. of it, uh, end is in sight. <laughs> but with like a better like sense of self and self-awareness. Yeah. And I feel like it's so easy to fall into like a dark pit of despair, especially through all of this. And But mm. most of the people I know have just like become a better version of themselves. And like are accepting those facts and like are not so hard on themselves. Right, and right. That's really nice. Yeah. Like this hustle and bustle all the time and this push and this perfection and it's not necessary. You can still enjoy what we're doing and, exactly. and like take it back a notch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one really cares. No one. <laughs> no one cares as much as you think exactly, they do. That's right? for damn sure. <laughs> I mean, I'm saying that so I can remind myself because I'm always like, oh, they're going to care. Like, well, like, many a night I lie in bed not being able to sleep and thinking about things I did like two years ago. I'm like, I wonder if they same. still think about that. Yeah, yeah. And they realizing you know, through all of this yeah. that other people have that same, those same wild thoughts. I'm like, everyone is the same. We all experience, experience these things. Yeah. And it's okay. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. Yeah. Just move on. And move. We move. Move. We yeah, move. We yeah. move. Oh, let's let's shift gears a little bit because I'd love to hear more about all of these jobs that you've been doing. <laughs> these incredible productions. Some good stuff has Some happened. Really Some lovely awesome things. Stuff. Yes. I'm, I'm thrilled to 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 talk about Disenchanted because it's a a movie that I didn't think was going to get made. Agreed. It's been so long I since know. the first one. Yeah. Um, and it's Adam Shankman directing. Yes. So and choreographing. And choreographing. Both. So yeah. you know it's going to be so good. Because he, he did the first one, I believe. Even still, like, he did Hairspray and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, he just has such a great eye. Um, and I wonder, too, like, being back in a film that is now a sequel. Like, was that... Was there a little bit of, like, okay, we have to make it, like, as good as the first one? Or... Was it a completely separate thing because it's been so long? You know, it did... It's funny you ask that. I didn't even think about that. There Mm -hmm. definitely was, I don't think... From what we got as dancers, I don't think there was any of that pressure. Oh, good. Um, I mean, he... Adam seems so comfortable in what he's doing. Like, he's definitely born to do this. He's got, like you said, such a good eye. I think he has a lot of confidence in what he's doing and, like... Amy Adams is amazing. Patrick Dempsey is amazing. <laughs> Maya Rudolph has been added to the cast. Oh, yay! She's the villain. Like, he's working with some real confident, incredible wow. actors. So I think that, like, it just flowed naturally. Mm-hmm. And I, from what, being on set, and I was mm-hmm. there for two months, which is an incredible job to get, <laughs> especially. I mean, not even during a pandemic. At any time for a dancer to be on a contract for that long in a film is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um but from what I got, I really think it's going to be a wonderful movie. Like, I honestly cannot wait to see it. Yay. It's one of the things I'm in my career that I'm just, like, so excited to see the outcome. Yeah, yeah. And I felt very involved, which is always nice. Was yeah. it just, like, in and out? Like, they made us feel very involved in the whole process, and I feel like we're very much a part of the film. Fantastic. Which is really nice. And you were telling me that they, like, turned... Because it was in Dublin that you filmed so that one? So it was based in Dublin. Okay. And then they, yeah, they turned this village called Enniscary into, um, like, a real-life Disney town. And, like, there's <laughs> TikToks of it, videos of it all. Like, yeah. it is absolutely, like, wild. And I remember one day we were on set talking to one of the prop guys. And, like, the budget, just for flowers was 2 million euros. Whoa! So it's just, like, just gorgeous, floral. <laughs> yeah. Like, the the way they made the buildings look. I mean, it's it's Ireland, and it was an old village, so it already has a very Disney-esque, like, feel to mm-hmm. it. Very fairy but, tale. Yeah, very fa- fairy tale. Yeah. The way they enhanced it was, like, wild, and, like, being there, just, like, looking around, being like, this is a real village. <laughs> yeah, like, the acting was probably very easy, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> 100%. 100%. Wow, that's so neat, too, to, like, be in a, a real life. Like, so almost site-specific, it seems yeah. like. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Not so, like, um, fabricated, I guess, the set. Because, I mean, working in film and television, sometimes when you go into a studio, it does take away a little bit of the magic. Mm. Like, when you're in, like, a big black, and it's just basically a stage. Yeah. And there's just all cameras pointed at this one lit area. Mm. Some of the magic does get taken away, and then you see it on TV, and you're like, you're remembering it in such a different way. Wow. Like, you remember the experience in such a different way than it's portrayed. But I think that in this, like, 
particular instance, like I will look at it and I will have very fond memories and I'll be able to enjoy it and be like, wow, yeah, that's a real village. We were there. We did that. It, just a completely different experience. Yeah, you did that. I did that. You did that thing. <laughs> this like incredible sequel. I mean, it, yeah, the cast that you're mentioning already is like crazy cool. And and that they came back too to do yeah. the second one. Um, and so like, were you, were you, you said that you were involved. Was it mostly like background or was there, did you play a character of some kind with lines? No, there was no, no lines. They did ask me, I got sent randomly after I got the job as a dancer. Mm-hmm. I got a random email from someone being like, hi, so we'd like you to slate and read these lines and sing this song. And I was like, what is going on here? I don't sing. I'm not an actor. <laughs> Sheer panic. I felt like I should have just been excited. And yeah, like, yeah. oh, they want me to read lines. But I didn't really understand the context. Gotcha. So I did, I guess, audition. I did submit for, uh, like, a, I guess, a speaking role. Didn't get it, which is totally fine. <laughs> I like, don't know if I would have been able to manage that. Um, but we were in two main scenes. There's like a big fairy tale dance scene that's very much about the singing and dancing. Okay. Um, and then there was a waltz scene where it's like happening at a big, um, what, what did they call it? A festival. Mm-hmm. And Maya's the queen and she's there and we're all dancing around. So it's a little yes. bit more background okay. and, yeah. and reactive stuff. Um, so we'll see it's always interesting to see how they cut things like that yeah because you tell someone you're in a movie like this and you're like like oh my god are we going to see you yes well, I, I don't know especially <laughs> like in like something like that big dance number you probably will because it's very much about the people singing and dancing mm-hmm. so that's a huge like feature part but then I mean when you're just movement in the background no one's trying to get a cute clip of you doing anything you might have it's, to zoom in a lot. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's about the actors mm. <laughs> okay okay but but no i think there's there's a there's a wonderful element to musical movies that they include these dancers and these formations of movement and i think it like it almost kind of helps with the fairy tale aspect of everything because yeah. it, it really like it allows it for the audience yes to look at the actors but then also like be be so um adding these layers of movement around like i'm i'm picturing even like um uh like the the cinderella movie or something like that where like it's just this big big mesh of dancers yeah and without them like it would be so boring 100 and that's a big conversation right now isn't it a huge conversation i know i mean it's been a conversation forever but like you think of every other art form and especially when it's involved in a production of this magnitude, I feel like the dancers are at the bottom of the barrel, which is awful. Yeah. Um, yeah. That is another thing I can say about Adam. Because he's a dancer, mm. the way he treated us was like nothing I've ever experienced before on a job like this. Wow. He knows how to shoot dance, first of all. So he doesn't have us doing ridiculous things that will injure us. Okay. He's very considerate about giving us breaks, making sure that we have water, making sure that we feel comfortable, and not doing things that we don't need to do. If, he, if we're not going to be in the shot, he doesn't have us dancing full out. It doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. Whereas a lot of the time, you're dancing full out in ridiculous circumstances that could get you injured, yeah, and then you again, realize again. it's not even used. Uh, because uh, the, the director... <laughs> doesn't know how to shoot dance mm. so they're just like it's an afterthought right but he we then, have to have dancers yeah, 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 yeah. but he, Adam makes you feel very important mm. like in a really wonderful way and, and that was such a positive experience it was so nice That's to so work with someone like that yeah and appreciate the work that you're putting in and why you were hired and you're not just an afterthought mm-hmm. you are the reason why this is going to look the way that it looks totally which is so nice yeah i mean it's it's it's, it's an important element because there's so much stimulation that you get from it like yeah. watching a lot of people dance in unison or even not in unison like i'm just so like invigorated by that maybe i'm biased but like and that's what i was just thinking I'm like, <laughs> do i just love that because of what i do but no i think that everyone appreciates that i think everyone appreciates that if we like point it out yes because sometimes it's just like oh yeah of course there's gonna be dancers in this movie exactly. of course there's gonna be backup dancers for justin bieber and Lady yeah. Gaga and whatever like i'm sure you've experienced that too like it's just like in your experience you've you've been always like in the back and it's like if you're weren't if you weren't there, then like it's just one person on stage, and mm-hmm. people would be like, oh, 
this sucks. This is a bit boring. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> it's like they don't even know what they're missing. <laughs> no, they don't. So maybe just take that away for a second. Yeah, right? Because it is wildly important. That's really nice to hear that Adam was, you know, uh, was was knowing in his eye about how to capture it, but yeah. also the process being supportive and mm. like, I guess he like took his time with it too. Like it wasn't like a rush thing. No, the fact that we did two major scenes and then we had like little bits and pieces there, mm. here and there, um, but we were there for two months. Like it was it's crazy what goes into it and he had these wow. two incredible assistant choreographers mm. Casey and Haley and they um, they did most because they preset things and then obviously Adam was shooting so he would come on in on Saturdays and fix things but we were working mostly with Casey and Haley and honestly them they're just like the same as him mm. amazing making sure we had to dance in masks obviously because of the pandemic and right, we were right. testing but giving us breaks making sure we could we could breathe and stuff and just yeah. taking care of us. Like, yeah. So, so nice. That's really needed right now, but also yes. just in general. Yes. Dancers and background and, and people who are there because they, you know, aren't the star. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there's such a collaborative thing to film, too. I think there's, there's so many people involved and, you know, with the crew, too. Like, it, it's such an, like a community experience that we have to get this thing done. And yeah. if we don't work together... Mm-hmm. Like it's gonna 100%. be one hundred percent. Yeah. This the one thing I don't love about set. I will say is like there does sometimes feel like a bit of like a hierarchy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like Still, what eh? makes me feel sick is the way extras get treated. Oh. Which is why no. I don't. I did. I did extra work one time, and yeah. I was like, nope. The second you get there, they're like, oh, you're an extra. Mm-hmm. You get different coffee. You get a bag of bread with some peanut butter, and and just the way you're <laughs> spoken to. I'm like. Everyone's a human being here, mm-hmm. and we're being paid for our time, mm. but it's just, it's not okay, yeah. and, and you do feel that sometimes. Interesting. I mean, it's the same thing that we're saying, like, extras are an important part of a scene, yes. you know? Like, it's going to look like a really weird coffee shop if there's not, like, other people yes. involved. Yes, 100%. So, that's really, like, that's sad to hear. I feel like... I don't know. I feel like things have changed, but maybe they haven't. Mm. It, it definitely depends what you're working on. on. project. Yeah. yeah. Because I, I felt it less working on like Disenchanted than mm-hmm. I have on like some other projects prior. Mm, gotcha. But again, we had Adam and Casey and Haley in our corner, yeah, fighting mm. and saying they need to be treated a certain way. Yeah, they are like putting their bodies through all the motions, dancing on cement. Like mm. l- listen to us and treat them well. And then it, it's gonna get done in such a great way. Yeah, it sounds like. exactly. Yeah, 100%. yeah. I feel like too sometimes the process of making something can be very like grueling, but mm-hmm. then the product looks really great. Yeah. But there's those wonderful moments when the process works out too. Yes. There's also those moments when the process is awesome and then the product <laughs> the is the end like, product. Yes. That's not what I thought it was gonna look like. Uh, okay, well, at least we had fun making that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One hundred percent. That's good to hear, though. Yeah, this seems like it's going to be really like a, oh, a I absolutely can't a wait phenomenon. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, a lot of people are have been like raving about the fact that it's even happening. Yeah, so. I mean, the first one came out in two thousand seven. Oh my god, which is wild. It's so really been that long. Eh? It's been nearly fifteen years, oh. and like, yeah, it 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 is really great. And I mean, I've done a few of the Disney thing, like in my early twenties. I did Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure, yes. Frenemies, <laughs> yes, and like those right. real fun ones. <laughs> and it was real nice to come back to like Disney and be like, oh, I can add another Disney movie to the yes, CV. Like it feels it feels nice. <laughs> feels nice. It's I've always wanted to do one. I feel I, like a decom. I would be so happy to do a Disney Channel original movie. Like, oh my gosh. I mean, I would describe myself as a pretty happy person. I love the, like, overacting of it. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> the smiling the and the, the like, yeah. it feels great. Oh, that's So, true. if you ever get the option, like, the chance to audition, yeah. do it. No, it's... I'd love to be in, like, Camp Rock 5. Yes. It comes out. <laughs> yes. That's so great to hear. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's one of those goals that I have, but I don't know. I, I guess I'm... I'm still trying to figure out how to branch more into commercial because I've been yeah. focusing so much on concert. 100%. Um, I love both, and I feel like there's space for both, but I feel like I have to sometimes choose. That is that is know. strange, isn't it? Like yeah. this... I mean, it almost comes back to like... 
the community and how we always feel like we need to show face and just be yeah. you need to make yourself feel relevant and when you feel like there's two separate communities like in your case like commercial and the concert world they're very they are very different i believe that you can do both i think that it is possible 100 percent to do both and mm-hmm. i think if you like enjoy both why would you not yeah um but you do feel like you're splitting your time and sometimes you feel like you can't be where you need to be and i did notice like when i got on when we when we got to dublin i didn't know a single person on the job um wow i found out that my friend myron had booked it but we had just worked together one time before we ended up becoming really close but I didn't know anyone, and most of the cast was from London. I had been there for two years. Wow. So I was like, how do I not know any of these people? Right, yeah. And they're like, well, you're a commercial boy. I'm like, I'm a what? <laughs> oh, you do commercial. I'm like, well, what are we doing right now? Yeah, like, I was Well, this is MT. This is musical theater. I'm like, wow. Oh, whoa, 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 wait, what? Is it, though? It's not. I, I, I would say it's definitely commercial. That's, that's how film. I would describe it. Yeah, it's yeah. on film, and we weren't actually singing. Right. The, it was very performative. Performance, like it was very, I guess, musical theater style dancing. Right. But there's definitely a huge divide in in England it's where, like, medium, like right? I, yeah, like I didn't, I didn't know any of them, yeah, yeah. and they all have very different backgrounds. A lot of them were like West End performers, and oh, okay. they had done that kind of stuff. Yeah. So when they kind of pigeonholed me and were like, "Oh, you're a commercial boy," I'm like, well, "Actually, I'm like a technician," and. Yeah, I do do commercial, but I, I love contemporary. I can give you some fussy, a little yeah. bit of ballet, even if I haven't Absolutely. taken a class in 10 years. <laughs> I can still give you a tendu. <laughs> I can still stretch. A strong 90, definitely. Yes, of course. You have that in your real house. And it's like, yeah, for me too, I'm like constantly trying to like uh, challenge myself to do both. Almost. Yeah. Like it's like a task of like, well, I have grown up mostly on stage, but yeah. like, I can use what I know into film. And even with like the pandemic, I feel like I've really chosen film right now. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. I want to do, I want to do both, but I don't want this experience of someone being like, well, you can't do both. Cause you're just yeah. that. And it's, you know. like, yeah, we need to do less of that. Yeah. It's like, we're dancers. We exactly. all do different projects. We're, like, we're creatives. Yeah. We can like literally do anything that we like are asked of. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah. That's really interesting. <laughs> and then, this amazing opportunity <laughs> that you had. You're like, yeah, I was on a Netflix show. Like, it just wraps. Like, it's cool. You're in the motherfucking crown. <laughs> I did the crown. Yeah. It was... Oh, it was so cool. Yeah, it was It was amazing. Yeah. I, different process. I'm different, sure. Completely different process. Yeah. Obviously, when you tell someone, like, oh, I just finished filming the crown... They're like they're amazed, but then they also go, "Wait, what the fuck were you doing on the ground? Like, <laughs> not the- doing tondus on the ground. Yeah. Like, not much of that going on." Yeah, yeah. So it's it kind of comes back to like what I was describing. Like, we did that big dance scene at Disenchanted, and then we do the waltz scene. It's it's just about movement and having right. people that have awareness in their bodies. So it was the big scene about the Gillies Ball, and we were doing like traditional Scottish dancing. So it was very like fun and free, mm. um, but like. A wonderful experience and my friend Myron who I mentioned earlier um, we were on set one day at Disenchanted and he's like my friend Polly she's a choreographer is looking for people for this project I think you'd be perfect you should submit here's your email so I sent her an email submitted for it and she got back to me a few weeks later and was like oh you're booked I was like oh that's really really lovely so thank you Myron yes thank you Um, Myron and then yeah doing that project it was you know, you go into it. It's one of those jobs that you're like, okay, this is really strange. I can't believe I'm being paid as a dancer right now to do what I'm doing because it's so informal. Mm. And I think that as a dancer, I'm used to things being quite like structured and being yeah. told what to do from a choreography standpoint. But there's a lot of freedom in that and how you interact. Yeah. And like you do play the role of an extra because when you're not dancing and they hand you a drink and they're like, sip the champagne and have a conversation with this stranger. I'm like sheer panic. I'm like, uh, can't I just do the dance part? <laughs> like, I no, we don't need you in this part. I'm like, okay, I'll just sip my fake champagne. <laughs> but it's good. Yeah, it's yeah. But coming out of that experience, I'm like, totally. oh, I feel like that's another tool at my disposal now. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a wonderful thing to practice and yeah. like muscle to flex. Mm, like the doing of nothing. Yes, oh. and being casual because yeah. I'm not good at it at all. <laughs> 
that would be really strange i feel like just to like did you have to do like etiquette training too of like how to hold a cup and how to they did mention know? a few things because the, the choreographer actually British, yeah, you know? British. Yeah. <laughs> across the pond across the pond I realize my english accent now whenever i try and do it in england they're like you don't sound english and i'm like okay so you just won't do it um, but, i feel like i do like the like towie one like the only way is like a bit vibes like literally yeah. i'm not even yes. like <laughs> That's where that I do, but that's not the crown at all. Not at all. No, the lot posh. Proper English, yeah. yeah. The choreographer, Polly, she um, is a movement director as well, so she's okay. a choreographer. But she's, I mean, again, there's not much choreography on, on the crown. So her main job on the crown is to teach the actors to embody the characters that they're playing, which is... Like, I didn't even realize it was a job. Right. Like, how crazy. Wow. She studied, went to school, so that she can learn how to pick up mannerisms and teach them to actors. And I mean, when she told us about that process, about working with some of the actors, I'm like, wow, that is crazy. I obviously appreciate actors so much what they do, but I don't have a lot of experience in it. So it's hard for me to appreciate all of it. But when I hear about things like that, you come into a project and I know you're playing a different person, but especially when you're playing like a historical figure mm-hmm. and there's a right way to do it yeah mm-hmm. down to waving holding a glass yeah. like like wow that is mind mind blowing mm-hmm. it's like what is dance actually yes it's like really scaled down to just like a gesture or a yes. gait of some walking or something like that yeah it's like studying those minuscule little mannerisms like you say yeah and i mean it, it brings the world to life like as i'm watching these last two seasons like even with like Diana's dance scene in in the the fourth season, I don't know if you've seen it, but she like literally does a full on like solo on a stage. What? Yeah. I don't think I've. Got, I think I'm on season three right now. Okay, I don't want to spoil. No, no, it no. I'm not. I will still but enjoy it even if you give me the lowdown. It's funny to watch like Charles and Diana like actually use their bodies in dance and like realize that like, because Diana was she like takes ballet classes like literally. Um, and so, like, watching her move, she doesn't naturally look like a, you know, a ballerina, but, like, there is that freedom and that joy, and, and it's, uh, yeah, I think it's just, like, a question of, like, what is dance if we're, you know, regular people. I find, do you know what I love that in the last year on that, like, I've had so many people reach out to me and be like, I've started taking online class, like, what I quote-unquote call my normal friends, or people who used to dance, and that I love that so much. And they're like, oh, I suck. I'm like, there's no, re- I, it's just a universal language. And it doesn't matter if you're booking work or if you're doing it in your living room on like one of those platforms and you're just doing it because, you know, you had time to yourself and you're like, you know what I'd enjoy right now? Learning how to dance. Yeah. Because it is that freedom and that joy that you see, especially from someone who's not highly trained and seeking perfection. Right. They're literally there to enjoy the movement. Yes. And that gives me just like the warmest feeling I, I love it and I'll just encourage anyone who has any kind of interest in moving their bodies mm-hmm. to music to fucking do it, just do it because it's so nice and it's for everyone yeah and then maybe like when you watch that movie musical like you'll actually look for the background yes. dancer and like, get acquainted with that right yeah, yeah 100%. like just realizing that it is a part of our society like a movement yeah um, and how we navigate through space you know, while taking care of each other during all of this. Yeah. That's really interesting to hear. Um, okay. Yeah. Lots of, lots of projects on the way. Big ones. Yes. Like big ones. It's like crazy. I'm like, oh, these jobs are really great during a pandemic. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, they're not great during a pandemic. Don't play them down. You need to enjoy them and revel in them and say, I'm proud of myself. Mm -hmm. I moved to a different country and look what I'm doing. And I need to take that moment and celebrate it. And it is nice to talk about it. So I, I thank you for like opening this dialogue and letting me be, get excited about it. I'm so I'm so pleased <laughs> that you, you you're willing to share. And, and oh my like, god, of course. And you know, just open up that conversation because it doesn't always get like you say it doesn't always get opened yeah. to the to the listeners. Um, and um, I do want to ask like if there's anything coming up that you want to plug or like even just you know, any classes that you might be teaching soon in London, anything at all? 
I mean, I do have my drop-in studio, okay. my drop-in class at the Hub, which, I mean, classes have been a little bit slow in London. I think that with everything opening up and dancers going back to work, but again, if you're working on set or any job, you're being tested. Mm. So sometimes being in class, and there's no mask mandate in class in London, so it can feel kind of like a high-risk environment. That's so weird. So it is, it is hard. I've been because I just finished working on The Crown, I was like, I'm not going to lose this job so that I can go take a one and a half hour class. Like, I just, you have to weigh the risks. Yeah. Um, but I am teaching that class weekly. Right now it's on Wednesdays, but it might be changing to Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. Um, but Is it contemporary or just Yeah, bunker? contemporary. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, it's just been nice. Yeah. And, yeah, it's a good way to meet people as well. But if you're ever in London... Come take class. I'm gonna try. It's I'm a beautiful try. studio. Yeah, so yeah. So beautiful. Yeah. I want to come out for sure. I have. I've never been. I really want to go to the West End too and like yeah. see some shows if they're happening. They are. I just went is to go see. Here. I know. I was just like the Mervish sign has the Hamilton marquee up still, and like it looks like an abandoned theater. <laughs> that makes me so sad. I know. I walked by and I was like, "Okay, Toronto, let's get this like, together." There's like, a way. Yeah. They are doing it in London, and you have to show a vaccine or a negative test to get in. Mm-hmm. But I just went to go see last week, yeah, on the Monday before I left, to come from away. Mm-hmm. And it's, holy shit, it's so good. I love that show. It's so amazing. And but it's Canadian, like, too. And it's Canadian. Yeah. So I, especially right before I was about to leave, and I was feeling a little bit homesick, I was like, this is what I need to get me pumped for my trip. It's a lovely but story. It was so nice being in a theater. Yeah. And, like, oh. seeing people on stage moving, and I was like, so I when I heard Toronto doesn't have anything going on right now, which is it's devastating. It's just a lot of park stuff. Which, right. Like, I get it. We need to do that right now. It's, you know, public and it's open, but it's like, I don't know. I'm kind of, it's kind of like Zoom. Like, I've kind of just exhausted how many park plays I can watch. <laughs> yes. or like many, you know, like. 100%. <laughs> no, 100%. <laughs> I'm just ready to, like, be in something formal and, yeah. like. I don't know. Some of the best experiences I've ever had has, has been in the theater. Like yes. I remember watching like, like um, Oliver for the first time when I was younger, and just being like so mesmerized by everything that was happening, and like being in a position in a location and just looking forward for an hour and a half. Right. Phones off. Nothing yes. else to distract me. Like I do find with Zoom or with anything online, I just am so. It's distracted. Like, out of the <laughs> actual thing that I'm yes. supposed to be watching. Yeah. I was judging a... I did a couple virtual competitions. Oh, my. And, and one of them was when we got to Dublin, we had to isolate in our hotel rooms. Right. So someone had reached out, and um, I did two hours there. One of them fell during the week that I was doing isolation. So I was like, this is perfect. I won't just be sat with my thoughts. I can sit on my computer, watch some great dancing. Mm-hmm. But like when you don't have, like you said, that energy, that straightforward, you're just focused on the stage, but you also have like great people, other judges next to you that you can kind of like chat with in between and just like, you know, get excited about stuff. Totally. Excuse me. Um, The the way you tried to like, I'd sit down, do 10 numbers, and then I'd be up deciding I needed to make food again, Mm. or like pouring a glass of wine, or like folding laundry, and like... You, there's just so many distractions. Can you do it, was, it on your own time? Is that why? Like they do it a few different ways, but okay. yeah, the ones I did were all like you, you have six days to do it. It was about 500 entries, which I was like, oh, that will be easy. But then when you break it down, like, oh, I need to be working quite a few hours a day <laughs> if I want to get it done within three, four days. But oh, again, my time management skills <laughs> don't exist anymore because <laughs> I haven't had to be anywhere yeah, at any yeah. particular time right. for 18 months. And you have to decide it. Like, you yeah. can't just like, I have go to, hold to myself a accountable. conference room and yes. sit in it and do it. Yeah. Oh, so many distractions online. Yeah. So many distractions. It's really sad. It, it, like, I feel like as an audience member, I'm not... I'm not digesting the art properly. And then I just feel so horrible for all these people who have put like time and energy into making it happen. Because you want to support. Of course. And it's important to support, especially We need to continue to make people. art. Yeah. yeah. But it, it, is, it is really hard to enjoy it in the same way, mm-hmm. which I definitely struggled with a bit. At the beginning, I didn't. I refused to teach. Yeah. The first few months, I was like, I'm not going to say yes to any classes. I'm just, you know what, maybe this is the little like time I need away from dance and that's okay yeah. and then 
I got right back into it, which was nice. But I think I needed that space for a bit. Yeah, that's that's so valid. Like, I, I don't... It's the same sort of hustle and bustle thing that we're talking about. Like, mm-hmm. I don't feel... I don't feel that continuing through all of this because I felt like I had to was, like, a really healthy thing. Like, I just... Right? <laughs> it was so toxic at first where I was like, oh, my God, I have to take class every day. Otherwise, online. you feel guilty? Yeah. About what, right? Like, I know, right? Like... <laughs> what am I actually You feel the guilt, here? but you have no idea what why? it's attached to. Totally. Or why. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's all on everyone else's terms. Like, it's like, whatever you need right now, then just do that. And, and But yeah, I mean, making, making my own schedule was a difficult thing. Yeah. Because I'm so used to just like, well, I was also in school for yeah. a long time. So I was just like, I had to be at class. But yeah, taking time away is so important. Mm-hmm. Did it like... I don't know, does it, like, inform your practice now of, like, I don't need to do what I did earlier on? I would say, yeah. Yeah. Even just in, like, yeah, even just in coming home. I used to do this thing every time I'd come home where I was, like, Mondays are my day off. That would last a single week, and I would work every day I was home. (laughs) And I would go back to London, and I'd be, like... Babe, I'm so tired. Babe is referring to my my partner. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. So... exhausted Mm. I just need a break but now I'm finding like again if I just take a little bit of time just be selfish even if it's not a full day off even if I just have shorter days or you know especially taking class in London instead of holding myself to this I need to be in class five days a week so that I'm training Mm. my body Mm. I have come to terms with being okay with taking a week off and it's okay not to be in that room absolutely I'm like I feel better for it yeah yeah. so much better for it yeah, no, that's so true. Um, we're going to wrap up soon, but I do want to speak a little bit about um, your time on So You Think You Can Dance Canada. So You Think You Can Dance. So You Think You Can Dance, <laughs> dance, dance, dance. Let's do it. Just because I feel like uh, I haven't been able to pick your brain about it. Sure. And I feel like a lot of people would be interested to hear about that weird time. Because first of all, like I grew up watching, I'll give you a little bit of my personal experience. Yeah. Like I grew up watching the American one like every single fucking week. Like I yeah. was so obsessed with it because it was Same. like the only dance thing at that time. There wasn't no world of dance or anything. There's Dancing with the Stars, but like that wasn't. It's not for me. Yeah, that's not a bit of me that. <laughs> but I think like with the Canadian version, like I was so happy to see that. It was a little bit of like a diminished quality, I think, yeah. in some ways. But but we love a Canadian production. We love a Canadian version <laughs> of something. You know, let's just attach Canada onto the title, yes. and then all of a sudden it's something. But I wondered too, from your perspective as being a contestant and being obviously in the top twenty of the last season, like or the top ten of the last season. No, top twenty. Top twenty. Yeah. Um, like. Being being an auditioner or being an auditionee for that show, and having to you know be up against like so many so many dancers around Canada, did you did you find it was difficult to actually get time in for yourself to be seen, you know like airtime or whatever? Like I wonder yeah, about that. I definitely I think that. And I, again, I came into it as basically a super fan. Like, I loved the American one. And I was yeah. like, this is it. Like, watching Blake, watching Nick, watching Travis, all those Sabra. dancers. Just like, mm. oh my God, I want this so bad. So when, yeah. when it came to Canada, I was so excited about it. And mm. what I realized is, it just, it wasn't an audition. It was a casting. Ah. Which I hate ah. to, like... I didn't want to hear that. Okay. I know. I know. And it is the most disappointing thing. And obviously... Uh, there's obviously a dance element. You can't go on there with, with zero talent. No, but it yeah. is so much a casting where they want to hear about... I mean, my dad had passed, which was a huge part of my storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, I had lost a bunch of weight, which was a huge part of my storyline. They mm-hmm. wanted that, wow. and that's what they were constantly prompting in interviews. Uh. And then anytime you kind of um, deflect from that storyline, mm-hmm. they kind of try and bring it right back. So, whereas I think a lot of, like, I, I always found, like, a lot of my students, mm-hmm. when I got kicked off and came back to the studio, and they were mm-hmm. like, you seem like a different person. And I'm like, I mean, A, it's really hard to be your genuine self when there's a camera pointed at you. Absolutely. I think that it just takes a lot of practice, and I was 22. Like, I was very young. I had never, 
I had always played characters in movies and just was playing a part. I had never got to be myself on camera. I, yeah. So that is very strange in itself. Mm-hmm. But also, they edit what they want. So even when you are funny, if you're talking about that your parent just died or that you've worked really hard to lose all this weight, it doesn't seem fitting that you'd throw a joke in, even though that's kind of who I am. Of so course, watching yeah. it back, I am a bit like, that is the most disingenuous version of myself. Like, it didn't feel authentic, mm. and it, it did feel like the whole time I had to be putting on a performance, which was strange. There was there was many positive things about being part of something incredible like that, mm-hmm. but it, it just wasn't the experience that I thought it was going to be, mm. which was a little disheartening for a bit. For sure. Yeah. And I mean, I remember watching you, like, come back a couple of times to the seasons and, like, yeah. audition again and again and, like... I obviously admired that so much just to like see someone who's like really just I need to be here like I need yeah. to be on this show and then and then to hear that they you know cast you quote unquote cast you <laughs> in the top 20 and then yeah. just like hammer in on this one thing and put you in a box yeah. with this one thing I know you to be such a jokester and such a like bright entertainer and then you know only the storyline of, of a very traumatic experience yeah. too like it, it, it again it's really disheartening to hear that it's like a casting rather yeah. than a variety show of like talent like I think there's so many great dancers that have come so out of it so many you know and it's like I mean even just the idea of like a competition and a dance thing is like a very very oxymoron thing yeah because like it, 100%. who's to say is good at dancing yes. or whatever but I feel like um, from your perspective like that is such a it's such a difficult thing to, I imagine, to like see on American, ver- on the American version, and then you know, actually get in the room, and it's a completely different. The magic is gone a the little bit. The magic is gone. I uh, met because I don't want it to be a negative thing, and for so long it was a negative thing for me. I was going through quite a traumatic relationship. I was dating someone that was in the top twenty with me, which never do. Just, why would you go on a reality TV show with a partner? Just a competitive dance show. Not a thing you want to do. But we were very young, and like, it is what it is. And I attached a lot of my feelings on the show to that relationship. And then Mm. coming out of it, I was like, like, is this what I want to be doing? Is this what I want to be doing? And then thankfully, I found that passion again. But I met incredible people, people that I'm still good friends with. Like the winner, Jordan, Melissa Mitro, just incredible, incredible people Fantastic. that I would never exchange that experience for anything in the world. And I can forever look back at it and be like, remember that summer that I was on a reality TV show? It was the last season. Like in reality, only 80 people in this entire country got to experience what I got to experience. And that... I wouldn't change that for the world. Like I'm so fucking jealous. It's, <laughs> it's, it's crazy <laughs> that it's like, because when I was that age, that was just whatever, that, your whole year revolved around, most people wanted to be auditioning for that show. Great. It was such a big part it's of the, the dance thing. community. It was yes. the thing. Yeah. And now that it's, it's just gone. No, like, it just that. hasn't yeah. been around for almost like 10 years now. Yeah. And yeah. it's so strange. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was absolutely the thing. I was like, I was too young yeah. when it was on, obviously, so I couldn't go on. But I was like, okay, great. When I'm 18, I'm going to be there. <laughs> yes. It'll be season 12 or whatever, yeah. and I'll be right there. And then Jordan won, and it was season four, and that's it. And that's a wrap. Canceled. Friends. Yeah, canceled. As... And then meanwhile, the American one keeps going, but it's like, they had like a kid's version. And they, like, I mean, they melt They melt <laughs> They the really got the last drop I was like willing to get a visa just so I could like audition for the American (laughs) oh it it, it is crazy like especially when you obviously had this love for it like I did and I luckily got that opportunity but I understand because it did growing up and watching that show you're like oh my gosh what I'm doing has this platform now yeah and that's so cool because Mm -hmm. before it was it just felt like it was for us but then, so watching it, you're like, dance has this incredible platform. It's something you want to be a part of. Absolutely. You want that moment. And as dancers, we very rarely get to play ourselves and be a public, in the public eye, mm. doing what we do yeah. and being ourselves. Yeah. So, and that is why it was such an incredible platform. And mm. shows like that are so great. Yeah, yeah. I just, I do wish there was a little bit more authenticity to them <laughs> and a little bit less of the 
those driving those storylines. But I do try and encourage, like, especially young students that I still have, just, like, yeah. take it with a grain of salt. The shows are amazing. Don't stop watching them. You mm-hmm. can still enjoy the amazing talents, but mm-hmm. it's not the be-all, end-all. Don't go take a class from someone because they have 100,000 followers. If you like the way someone moves, you should be in their fucking class and taking class whether there's two people there or 20 people there. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. I think that's so so wise. And thank you for sharing because it's a oh, nice thanks. reminder. <laughs> it's a really nice reminder. Um, yeah, that's that's uh, an interesting story to tell. And I, I appreciate you you know being willing to open up of about course. it. Of course. Because... Uh, yeah, I just feel like there's it's such a unique experience that you had. So it was I definitely it was. A lot. Yeah, and thank you for your time. Oh, thank you so much. I, we could keep going, but we have to wrap up. <laughs> no, that's okay. It's been so so lovely. I, again, I just I'm so appreciative that you asked me to do this. This is the perfect send off to leave Toronto. I've missed Yay. the city so fucking much, mm. and I just I need to spend a little more time here. I'm very lucky that. I can be this like transatlantic hun yes. that just comes back to Canada and then <laughs> goes back to the UK, and I, I just need to spend more time doing things like this while I'm while I'm in the homeland. It's my it, absolute pleasure to have you oh, and to have you in person too. Yes, it feels like such makes a dream it so much more special for a little breakfast chat. Yeah, <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. so much for listening to the art versations podcast please help the podcast community continue to grow by clicking subscribe or follow on your podcast platform and leave a review as well follow the podcast on instagram at art pod you'll find photos of the guests you just heard plus highlights and quotes from each episode Let's keep the art conversation going. Send in a DM with your thoughts about art and any questions you might have for guests. Special thank you goes out to Jen Marquez and Maxim Bartnowski for their contributions. And thank you, listener. Till next time.